Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Dakota Aquatic, your one-stop show for the fish and reptile hobbyists. Now, without further ado, let's get on with this fun-filled episode. And here's your host, Andrew. This is Andrew from Dakota Aquatics. Um, unfortunately, my guest from Majestic Cichlids uh, had something come up. He can't make it right now, so we're going to get him in later on on another episode. Uh, he promised me he would do another episode. He just had something come up. But today I have a special guest, um, Aqua Alex from Aquatic Wetlines. Um, Alex, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm honored to be here. This is my favorite um, show, my other favorite show from Aquatics Land, so I'm glad to be here. Um, Dakota Aquatics Plus, a great show. So we're just going to talk about fish and stuff today, just off in general, because uh, the guests couldn't show up. So, um, Alex, do you have anything new in your aquarium that you would like to talk about? Sure. Actually, I just bought a, a, a green phantom pleco on Monday. L two hundred of fancy pleco. It's a very nice fish. I have pictures on my Facebook account. People can check that out. The green phantom plecos are a very nice fish. That's cool. Um, you really like your plecos, don't you? Yeah, I'm a big uh, pleco guy. I like plecos for some reason. <laughs> a lot of people don't like them, but I think they're a pretty cool fish. Now, now the one you just got. Uh, are you able to breed those, or are they just? Uh... Just a general, are they like a common Pocosimus? You can't tell the sex of them or anything like that? Um, I think you could breed, you can breed them. It's just a little harder to breed them because uh, it's harder to sex these guys as well. Plus, they're a lot of money. They'll, they'll cost you about 100 to $120 to buy two of them. So I wouldn't even want to try breeding them. Ah. So do you have any plans for 2015 for your aquarium, Abby? Yeah, actually, I want to try going saltwater in 2015, and I'm definitely going to be getting a bigger tank in 2015. I'm thinking about getting a 90-gallon or even a 125 in 2015. It's supposed to be a big year for for the aquarium hobby, and then we're going to have uh, great shows for 2015 for the Aquatic Wet Line and Dakota Aquatics Plus, so it's going to be a great year for us. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I, I hope my show does good this year. <laughs> but, it will. Uh, yeah, I'm a- it's my favorite. Well, this year my plan is to uh, finish up my fish room because I've been working on it now for a while and uh, get breeding some more discus and some, I really plan to breed some angelfish also and some quarry cats. So it should be an interesting year. Um, so uh, you plan on getting any other fish in the near future here? Or? Yeah, actually I'm thinking about getting some more uh, fancy plecos, but I'm going to wait until I get my bigger tank before I get new fish, because I only got my fish in a 29-gallon right now, and some of my fish are in a 20-gallon, so I'm probably going to wait until next month to to get my bigger tank, and then I'll get some more fish. Some of the plecos that I'm wanting are leopard frog plecos, L134, and even a royal pleco, a dual-eyed royal pleco. I definitely want some severums, too, like a red spot severum and things of that nature. I love chocolate cichlids, too, which are nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Very nice. My buddy just set up a tank, and he uh, he put this, uh, I don't know if it's any good for your fish, though, but 
he got this sand, but it's not actual sand. It's like little tiny glass beads, and they're beads, so they're not sharp. And, I'm, and he put it in there for his quarry cats. It's like real fine sand, and they love it. It's pretty cool stuff. It reflects lights. When, so when the light's on it, it reflects. It's pretty neat stuff. Oh, nice. But I don't know. Yeah, it's called um, Flexolite or something like that. And I don't know how good it would be for your fish, but uh, he put it in there, and he's got them in there a while now. And his plecos love it. I mean, his uh, quarry cats just love it because they can dig around in it and stuff, you know. It must so be pretty I, good, then. Yeah, I, I don't see. He hasn't had no problem. He hasn't lost any fish. He's had it for a while, so. It protects their barbs from, because, you know, when he had rougher rocks, the barbs would get wore off on the quarry uh, catfish. And uh, he put them, uh, he put that in there. It's like real fine sand, and it doesn't uh, rub on the, bu- the barbs of the quarry cats so they don't lose them. It's pretty interesting stuff. I'll have to get you some nice. pictures so you can see it. That'd be so, cool. Um, so who, who do you got on your show coming up next? On my show, I actually have my first guest is going to be uh, Jeffrey Handwerk. Hopefully I got his name right. Jeffrey Handwerk is actually an owner of a Facebook fish group called Jeff's Fish and Aquarium Discussion Group. He's going to be my first guest of 2015, actually, in my series, Fish Keepers United. I'd have to get you on that get, on that series, too, because you'd be perfect for that series. <laughs> i have to check it out. Yeah, I have, I've, I've had about three or four people so far. It's a series that's taken off. I didn't think it'd be that popular, but a lot of people are interested in it, so I'm really enjoying it. Oh, well, that's that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, so what, are your plans, what are your plans for Dakota Fox Plus in 2015? Well, I got a few, few guests lined up this year. I got uh, So far this month, I got a, another reptile show coming up next week. I believe it is next week. And then after that, I got a angelfish breeder coming on, and uh, things should go pretty good this year. I don't have any big shows planned for like a series like you do yet, but uh, I was thinking of a plus, you know, uh, majestic Siglitz, He'll be uh, he'll be coming on too again. He just had an emergency today, but uh, if you want to check out a good YouTube channel, his is a great YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Majestic Siglitz. He has the most immaculate angel breeding fish setup I've ever seen. It's just amazing. Yeah, he has a wonderful channel. I'm subscribed to his channel. It's a great channel. I love angelfish. He has a lot of great informative angelfish videos. Yeah. Yeah. Do you plan to keep any angelfish? Uh, Actually, I do have a plan for angelfish when I get my bigger tank. I'm thinking about doing a fancy Fleckos angelfish and serum tank, which would be a nice South American-themed tank. Yeah, that's good. I I like the South American stuff, like the German blue rams and all. Oh, yeah, those are cool. uh, Maybe you can answer this question for me. My buddy has a German blue ram, and it uh, lost all its color except for the black dot on its side of its body. Do you have any idea what would cause that? Probably uh, pH. Sometimes I want to put German blue rams. The pH goes a little too high. They lose their color. But I've, I've never personally kept German blue rams only a couple of times, so I'm not an expert in that, in that species of fish. I've kept living rams before, though. Yeah. 
I, I, I was thinking stress too, but then he checked his water and all, and it's it's right in the perfect parameters. So I don't. Uh, he doesn't know what it's doing. It, it, but it's only the one. It, it doesn't seem upset or nothing. It swims around. It's like the other ones. But I don't know. I was thinking that maybe where he bought it from, the place that they got it from, they have they put them. Um, um, they put chemicals in the water to keep them, to make them uh, more bold colored and stuff. And then once that wears off, they uh, go back to normal colors. That's what I was thinking, but I could be wrong. That could be could, yeah, uh, that could be it too, or it could be genetics. It could just be a a less lush, a lessly colored fish from over overbreeding yeah. and stuff in breeding. Yeah, because I know they well they, they put um. Some of these uh, bigger companies put uh, steroids in the water to make them real colorful because all the male fish are really, really colorful, you know? And then when you get yeah. home and you put them in your tank and they get off that steroids and stuff, their color kind of goes back to normal to what it should be. And I'm thinking that that's what it is. And, you know, because he's had them a good month now and the fish is doing fine. It's eating fine. It's just changing color back. It, its color just got lighter and they kind of turned white except for the, the two the two black spots. So it looks fine. I've seen it. It looks healthy. It swims around and eats. It's just, if that's what the color change, it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I can think of too. But if he's eating and stuff, he's probably healthy and happy. So, yeah, it is definitely healthy and happy. So he plans to try to breed them is what his, his plans are. And I don't know how successful he'll be because he's new at the hobby, but I said give it a try. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're not going to breed for you. You know? But it should be a... If he gets them to breed, I'm going to go pick some up from him. Oh, nice. Get him, make sure you get them for free since he's your friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he'll give them to me for free. Yeah, I like the... Um, <laughs> I like the uh, South American cichlids. Those, angels, discus. And then quarry cats are my favorite. Catfish. And then uh, my second would be uh, Placo Cats. I, I mean, I like the Cosmoses. Nice. I do have a question for you. Sure. Do you think discus are actually made for beginners? Can uh, beginners have discus? They can if they do their research, but it, it is tough because, uh, you know, they're very expensive because the price really hasn't come down too much. Them. And uh, see, here's, the, here's how... Discus hands had said this. He goes, he said, he goes. Um, the thing with discus fish are they're so expensive. You know, you lose like a um, a molly, you lost a dollar fish or something like that. But when you lose a discus, you're losing a fifty and sixty dollar fish. Sometimes even more than that, depending upon the size. But discus fish kind of speak to you in a point. Um, they change your color when they're upset about something. They turn dark when they're upset about something. But if you don't know how to read that, they're not a fish for a beginner. You need to um, really work at it and understand how to read the fish before you get into it. Some people have gotten them as beginners and have done okay. But um, I personally wouldn't recommend it until you're sure. You know, because you got to be committed to do your water changes. you got to be committed to check the water parameters constantly. There's a lot of work with a discus fish. Where other fish are forgiving, discus are forgiving to a point. They kind of speak to you. And if you don't know how to read that, 
you can run into trouble quick and then lose a lot of expensive fish. What is your opinion on it? I agree with you, and I personally think discus aren't for for beginners because of the water parameters and the um, stuff that comes with discus, because discus are, aren't as forgiving as angelfish are. You have to have good water quality with these things. One bad water quality issue, and there goes $50, 60 $70 down the drain. They're not as hardy as angelfish are, even though they are being bred to be a little bit hardier, but they still need um, good water. Most beginners returning the hobby are not are not going to be able to provide good water and not going to be able to tell when the water is bad. And let's face it, most beginners don't know how to do soft water, which discus requires. So I personally think discus aren't made for beginners, but that's just my opinion on that. That'd be a good show for us to discuss. That would be. That would be, because there's a lot of, a lot of people have different opinions out there about it. Um, I've seen a lot of people say that um, discus are for beginners if you do your research. But like again, there's a lot of research, and some people probably can sit and read up on them and then know just how to do it. Other people, it takes a little practice because there's a lot of there's a lot to it. It's not like keeping a regular tank. There's a lot of maintenance involved with discus fish because they are kind of uh, a pickier fish. Um, they got a very unique personality they do you know like when i go in my room my fish see me and they come right up they they they, they know me where if someone else comes in the room they kind of hide back in the corner but when i come in they 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 talk they come right up to the glass they know me but they can get stressed out very easily and when a discus fish gets stressed out they are susceptible to so much stuff and uh I just think that you need to know what you're doing before you step into discus fish. And that, I don't think beginners can afford to buy more than one discus because with discus, you can't just have one. You have to have a whole school of them for them to be comfortable. Well, I keep them in pairs of two, which are fine. But uh, like I said, if one of the two die, I would have to take them and put them in with another one right away because they can't take it when they're separated. They get really, really stressed out. They have to be in groups. They're very social fish. <clears throat> you know. Agreed. And, uh, I've seen them turn real dark colors because of stress, like almost black. And, you know, you stress out thinking, oh, no, my fish is going to die. Because they get expensive. Like my discus fish, I got some uh, red turquoise. And they're about eight inches. And they're worth about, you know, there's. $500 a piece almost because they're breeding pair. They're a confirmed breeding pair, you know. Oh, so, nice. you know, I would say losing one of them would be very devastating because they're so expensive. It would almost, it would be hard to try to replace some of them fish. You know, that's the problem with discus fish is the price, I think. And that's what, and that scares a lot of people away from them. It really does. I mean, I think people should get into them more than what they do. But I think they need to know to do the research yeah, I'm actually thinking about getting into discus maybe later this year or next year after I've done more research. They are a nice fish. I like discus too. But up here in Massachusetts, there is very low quality, low quality discus up here in, in my fish stores. I have to order them online or go or travel to, out of state to get discus. Well, I don't mean to put a plug in for anybody, but discus hounds got some pretty good them stanker discus. They're pretty good. They're hardy fish. They've been raised in uh, tap water now for um, 
many, many years. <clears throat> They've been breeding them in tap water. Where, like, you get the ones from overseas over in, you know, most of them that come from, like, Southeast Asia and stuff like that, they're still being raised in well water, and they're not quite used to our, our chemicals and stuff where the stanker discus come from Germany, and their water qualities are pretty close to ours, and they're kind of used to that, so they do much better, I think. Yeah, I, I like his discus, discus hands. He's got some beautiful discus. You're right about that. He costs a little bit. He's, he's a little pricey on some of his prices, but they're still good. You know, he, he's a good. He's got good quality fish. I like his uh, stuff. That's where I got most of my discus from. Is from him. He he does a, you know, he's a very upstandable guy. So, I would recommend him. Nice. Do you ever see yourself calling saltwater? Do you ever see yourself calling saltwater? Yeah, I could see myself setting up some saltwater aquariums. Um, that's going to be my future year. That's one project I want to do. I don't know if I'll get it done this year, but I plan to do some uh, fragging, coral fragging and stuff like that, like xanthids and um, just regular coral fragging. I like the fragging. Coral fish, are, I mean, the corals are just beautiful. And then uh, I like clownfish. So if I get fish, it would be clownfish, you know. Me too. I like the clownfish too. Too many times, huh? I like the clownfish too, and the hippo tanks and things like that. Yeah, yeah. The clownfish there's a lot of uh, color variations in those. They're pretty. Uh, they're pretty. They, they got some pretty colors and some pretty patterns on some of them. I was talking to my buddy who runs this aquarium store, and he was telling me that years and years and years ago clownfish would come out a little different. You know, you'd get a clownfish that's different looking, and they would cull it because they would say it was, didn't fit the parameters of what a clownfish should look like. And now, all these years later, they keep them all because they look different, and they're a bigger seller than the normal-looking ones are. So he said years ago, these people lost all this money culling all these fish when they didn't need to. Oh, that was that's too bad. I like the, I like the weird looking clownfish. I think they're they're cool looking like that. Yeah, they got there's so many. They're beautiful fish though. That's a they when especially when they get big, bigger, they look like velvet. That that's what I like about them. That's why I said if I do saltwater, it would be corals and um, clownfish. What do you plan to put in your saltwater if you get one going? Um, some live rock, some clownfish. I like the snowflake clownfish. They're pretty cool looking. Maybe a pink yeah. angel and, and a yellow watchman goby and, and maybe a yellow ting. Yeah. My, it, uh, my buddy was telling me that <clears throat> one problem that you would have with corals and fish is when you put them together, corals don't like fish food. It can mess up your tank pretty quick. So I said if I were to do it, I would have my... Um, Fish in one tank and corals in another. But I don't know. You know, I've spent so long since I've done salt water from when I ran the store. Things have changed so much in the way they keep uh, salt water since then. I, Like I said, I ran that store for 15 years. And uh, salt water back then was a little different than it is now. He was explaining to me some of the stuff they do now, and it's, like, totally different than it was back then. 
Yeah, it's amazing how things change over the years. Yeah. But it's good because it makes stuff easier to keep stuff, you know. That's true. You're right about that. Technology makes things a lot better. Um, so, uh, do you have a YouTube channel? Yes, I actually do. I got a, a YouTube channel called Aqua Alex, and it's it's coming a long way. It's still a little different than what it was last year, but I'm totally revamping my YouTube channel, making it more fish-friendly, and I've been doing some fish tank videos and things like that. I just uploaded a video of my uh, Green Phantom Pleco yesterday that got 14 views thus far. So my YouTube channel is called Aqua Alex on YouTube, and go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already for some fish videos and such. And when I get a better camera, I'll take videos of me talking about some particular fish. That's good. I got that. My my YouTube is uh, starting to take off now, too. It's called Dakota Discus. It's pretty good. My wife does a lot of videos on it. She works really hard on some of her videos. It's pretty neat. Um... So if people want to go on there and subscribe, they can. But, uh, yeah. So anything else going on with you or no? Um, right now I'm actually in the middle of uh, forming and scheduling some shows for the Aquatic Wetline. That's going to be fun. And, and I really do enjoy doing these shows on Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio is pretty fun. I also, I'm also scheduling shows for my new talk show called the Alex Cardinelli Show. And I've got a lot of that stuff figured out and scheduled. i got some shows coming up that are going to be good for the Aquatic Wetline. i got another live on location broadcast coming up in February. It's going to be great. That's good. That's good. That's good. Well, that about wraps it up for this show. You know, and then uh, when I get Majestic Cichlids on, I will reschedule. And then uh, I would like you to call in and ask them some questions maybe, huh? Sounds great. I'd love to do that. Thank you for having me today. I enjoy your show. It's the second best aquatic show on Block Doc Radio. You're great at this. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we'll reschedule uh, Majestic Signals. And uh, everybody have a great weekend and a happy new year. Happy new year, everyone. Thank you for listening to Dakota Aquatics. Please join us next week for another fun-filled episode.